the systems and processes that we set up as leaders are essential. Like, is it expected that there are one-on-ones? Are they 30 minutes every three weeks or are they one hour a week? Like, are you giving time and space for your people to... To, to know what's going on with them, to know what opportunities they're seeing within your organization of like what problems matter to them and like um, just giving space for conversation with your people is really huge. So I think there's a lot of things that we have the opportunity to do for our people. And yes, some of it is direct coaching and like creating the space for coaching from a coach, from yourself as the leader to your people, like how are you coaching them? And then it's also just like creating opportunities for their voice to be heard. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. One of SCA's values is called kindness for compassion. Humans feel good when we are kind to one another. Feeling good is the basis for happiness, justice, and peace. And treating each other kindly unlocks our collective and individual successes. Beginning with your team and the people that you work with is a great starting point for embodying this value which is why I'm so happy to invite Kirsten Moorfield of Cloverleaf to the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. Kirsten believes that work can actually be a good thing. She's spent countless hours with hundreds of teams from startups to Fortune 100s, observing a clear pattern behind the happiest and most effective people. That's what led Kirsten and her co-founder, Darren Muriner, to start Cloverleaf. Cloverleaf is a software-as-a-service platform that provides automated team coaching, empowering teams to do their best work together. After its launch in October of 2018, Cloverleaf has quickly grown to over a million users, serving some of the world's most valuable organizations to engage their teams and improve performance. While building this new venture, Kirsten has also been building her young family in Cincinnati, Ohio, where she lives with her husband and two kids. Let's welcome Kirsten to the podcast. Well, everyone, welcome Kirsten Moorfield from Cloverleaf uh, to the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So Cloverleaf is a web platform that incorporates many different personality tests. I've used it for a while for Laterza, but also our board for SEA uses it. In your words, what is Cloverleaf and what makes you guys unique? Awesome. Well, yes, at Cloverleaf, what we do is we provide coaching for everyone. We uh, have an automated coaching platform that pushes, nudges to people in the tools that they work in about who are you, how do you do your best work, and the same thing about their coworkers. And all of that is really stemming from a lot of deep psychology research that makes it highly personalized and actionable to make your workplace a better better place to be. Oh, well, we all love that. That's awesome and super important. Where did you come up with the idea for Cloverleaf? Um, it really like a lifetime of experiences, but some of the things that it stems from is, um, worked at a place that had a really great culture and had a lot of project teams where the same, probably 50 people switched up between different teams all the time. And you could see, Hey, if you pair these two people together, you've got a big win. But if you take that 
one of those people and put them with someone else, you've got a big loss. So what is it about the combination of people? It's not just about mm. people having the right skill set or resume or past experience. It is it is really about the combined chemistry of different people working together that creates value today. Wow. That's awesome. Well, and I, I remember like, um, you know, full disclosure, I've known you for a, a long time and you were part of just my earliest conversations about businesses that are quote unquote good or having deep social impact. Yeah. I've always yeah. thought about what your work is around um, team culture as an example of really a product that transforms people, right? That, that creates yeah. those better working environments, creates healthier teams, even by creating a healthier team, you're empowering groups of people to create better work, better product, um, you yep. know, and all, all of it has this like ripple effect of impact. Yep. How do you see your company making impact? In a lot of ways, um, like directly, I think one of the biggest issues that people face today is conflict, but not so much exactly outright conflict, but just tensions at work mm. that really stem from some pretty understandable psychological differences that we have, like cognitive diversity um, is a pretty academic term. But what it means is, you know, if you have a problem, two people might approach it in really different ways because their brains work differently. And we don't first of all, just understand our way that our brain works. Like, mm -hmm. do we think about the details first or the big picture first? Are we more strategic or are we more like just I'll get stuff done. I'm, I want to do execution, right? Like there's these really basic things that we don't understand about ourselves. And so, of course, we don't understand them about the people around us. And so when we're in that, when we're blind to those things, we can't really have um, an understanding of how to craft our careers around what will energize us versus what will stress us out and bring anxiety and make us exhausted, mm. right? But then we also don't understand that other people are different than us. And so mm. things stem that feel really personal, but really it's it's not personal at all. It's just because we think about these things differently, right? So like you pitch an idea and then somebody pummels you with questions and you think, oh my gosh, of course, it's because she doesn't like me at all. When really like, no, 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 it might not have anything to do with that. She might really like your idea. She just is trying to help you figure out the, the how is it really going to work, right? Because she has a different strength than you. So really just helping to bring clarity to that in the workplace, one helps individuals find better ways of doing the work they're already doing in a way that will energize them instead of drain them. And two, it resolves a lot of that conflict, which solves so many issues, like yeah. so much stress that we bring home with us. Um, and then when that is done well, like you can solve so many other problems in the work you're actually doing. Like, wow. why can't we find a cure for cancer? Why can't we get all the plastic out of the ocean? Like if people could bring our superpowers together, we could really solve some of these huge social and economic issues that face us today. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that that's one of the biggest things. And what I love about your platform so much is that. You know, think about all the amazing social enterprises out there that are our members or and, and that are really trying to make deep impacts in the different uh, areas of social impact, right? So you have this passion for the work, but to pair that then with working really well together or, or mm -hmm. understanding how people are processing information, it kind of creates this superhuman element and mm -hmm. just helps scale that impact. Yep. Yep. It helps you be 
more productive and not because you're just doing things more efficiently, but because you're actually unlocking your strengths and those of the teammates around you so that the work is more enjoyable and just done better. It's awesome. Yeah. And as we're talking, like it kind of touches on something else that we wanted to talk about today, which is our SEA board of kindness for compassion. And I think to all of us, you know, part of being kind is making the conscious effort to learn about the people that we work with. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you say of just like, you have to be able to understand the people in your circle in order to then have compassion for them. So it sounds like Cloverleaf is something that really equips people to do that and to have that like kindness and compassion for each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we definitely do focus on like, you know, we'll push you a coaching tip about, Hey, here's how Dave thinks. This is how Dave Mm -hmm. works. Right. Did you know this about him? And what we've seen that do is just really help people slow down, Mm -hmm. pause and recognize the great things about the people around them and how to potentially tweak their own approach to, to get some of that, um, effectiveness, but also just to like relate better, just to have a a better relationship with each other. And I feel like I'm just like selling you Cloverleaf right Right, now. (laughs) I also really want to talk about like actually just the exciting part of the research behind all of this. Cause one of the things I get to do that I love doing is I just talk to customers and I talk to prospects and I get to just interview people about like, who are you? How do you work? What's important to you? What is success to you? What is in your way? And what I hear just over and over and over in every single conversation, it, it kind of like comes out differently, but it's this common theme of we all want to do good work and we all want to be good people, right? <laughs> but we feel a lot of resistance and challenge from the people that we depend on to actually do our own good work and that that can create a lot of just like because it is in your way of success it turns into you against that person right wow and like what a killer of kindness right (laughs) it feels that way um And so, like, what are the things that we can do to just slow down, recognize that person is human, and also recognize, like, the pressures that person is under and what what their success, what they're held responsible to? And how can we how can we alter our ways so that we can work better together? It's powerful. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about your platform, uh, you know, so everyone needs to just go check it out. And, yeah, it does kind of sound like a commercial, even though it's not. But <laughs> Cloverleaf.me. But – so we get to take all these personality tests. We see where your whole team falls in. But my favorite part is these like daily reminders. And so here's a little fun thing. I just pulled it up because um, I texted Lauren. So here we are. We're preparing for SEA's podcast. She and I are like learning how to be co-hosts. We're learning how to work to each other. We're, you know, this is relatively new for us to start working together. And no kidding. The day before the first episode aired, I got a message that says, Lauren is likely a powerful communicator and persuader of others. When you need a spokesperson to lean on, lean on Lauren. I'm like, Lauren, wow. you're the perfect co-host. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so cool. It's really awesome. It's yeah. It's a really it's a really powerful tool, even just yeah, to to learn these things about yourself and to kind of have um even understanding and kindness for yourself too. Cause you know, self condemnation and, and 
shame and being hard on yourself are all, you know, very real things as well. So do you see that as being also kind of an impact of Cloverleaf's work of just helping people to be kinder to themselves? Totally. Um, one of our, our, someone I work with who writes a lot of our coaching tips of what you just read, right. (laughs) Um, also does coaching sessions with our clients. So she really gets this real world feel right. And she had a session with, um, some folks and it's, she just observed this situation happen as everyone like enters the room for this coaching session. Somebody's super excited. They're about to have this big change in the organization and she found out first. And so she is just telling people and she's so excited about it. And then Peggy, who our content manager notices this all going down, notices some other people kind of freaking out like, oh my gosh, there's actually change coming. And then kind of coaches them through that situation of like, oh, I just saw this happen. And it's probably because like this, this, and this in your personality. And I saw these other people get scared and it's probably because this, this, and this for them. And the, the excited news teller got so ashamed. She thought, oh my Mm. gosh, I never realized that change could be scary for people. I just thought it was exciting. Mm. I need to stop doing that. I actually have to like, and she started to like shut herself down, you know? And Peggy was like, now hold on now. That's (laughs) actually a strength. And there is a good thing in that. And like, you know, just it, it's interesting how we really do all feel self-doubt and just yeah. worry about like, I, I shouldn't, you know, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be a spokesperson. Is that like putting myself in the spotlight? Well, no, right. and that just sounds like so much fun. That does it like, is it selfish of me to do something that would be so enjoyable when really like, no, Lauren, it's great. The world needs to hear messages of companies who are making the world a better place. Right. And advancing social equity. And so, mm-hmm. um, it, it is it is a huge part of what we do is help people have self-awareness and like a, a humble pride about the gifts we have, the good, the strengths we have, the things that are good within us. I love that. It's awesome. I mean, I love that word humble pride because it's almost like we put Lauren into a box and there's a good box here. But, you know, maybe Lauren reads that and is like, mm, I don't know if I want that. But that humble pride is maybe a really great way to say that. It's just that like... One criticism I think that sometimes personality tests can have, and for good reason, is that they do confine people and that we're just so complex that that there is not really a a box that holds everything in. How do you ensure that this is used as a tool versus something that could maybe have a negative impact within an organization? Oh, totally. Well, um, first of all, we like to call ourselves assessment agnostic. We like <laughs> many, many different behavioral and strengths assessments. And so I think one of the powerful things is not in just taking only Enneagram, only DISC, only whatever. Mm-hmm. It is in having a multifaceted view of somebody by multiple different assessments because for example, I am very introverted and very dominant at the same time. And usually those don't go together, but because like, you know, you can have different views of a person, like you can start to realize that. And and I would also say like, there's many things that we do technically. Like we never say, Lauren is this way. We say Lauren mm. is likely this way, right? Or yeah. Lauren may or whatever, right? Because we do all have free will. We also have conditioning where we learn how to manage certain behaviors differently. Right. So, um, so I'd say there's that and there's, there's, you know, just in everything we do around presenting it, we, we work very hard to present like here are the opportunities, not here are the hard walls. Yeah. It's so interesting. So 
you've got this great platform that you are running and at the same time you're managing you know the team that's running it so how do you at cloverleaf implement some of these tools and strategies like how are you shaping your company culture to reflect the amazing product that you're building uh that's such a good question um we do have coach led sessions like just two days ago, we had a coach who led our product team through like an assessment and ourselves and how to work better together, which I think is a great thing to do and such so valuable to stop working and, and focus on the relationships. We do it probably like once a quarter. Um, I also think the systems and processes that we set up as leaders are essential. Mm -hmm. Like, is it expected that there are one-on-ones? Are they 30 minutes every three weeks or are they one hour a week? Like, are you giving time and space for your people to, to, to know what's going on with them, to know what opportunities they're seeing within your organization of like what problems matter to them. And like, um, just giving space for conversation with your people is really huge. There's also like we we have quarterly career conversations where we will change jobs to fit the person. Like, mm, okay, that. we hired you into this thing, but you're learning about yourself that like you you are really good at this thing or you're really drained by that thing or you're really interested in this other piece. Like, how might we shift your career towards wow. Yes, the tactical things. And sometimes it's not so much tactical. It's more like, hey, you're interested in heading up this initiative or that type of a thing. Like it's not a role change. It's an opportunity you want to grow into. Right. Um, So I think there's a lot of things that we as leaders have the opportunity to do for our people. And yes, some of it is direct coaching and like creating the space for coaching from a coach, from yourself as the leader to your people. Like, how are you coaching them? And then it's also just like creating opportunities for their voice to be heard. You know? Yeah. Honestly, that sounds like so much fun to get to see the areas (laughs) that people shine in and keep giving them opportunities and ways to grow in those areas. It's awesome. Yeah. I would say it's like really unnatural too. Like Mm. it sometimes takes a couple of conversations for someone to realize you're serious. Wow. Yeah. No, I really want to hear what you have to say. And (laughs) I really want to like... I really value your perspective and I, you're, you are safe to tell me that you want to make a change in your career. Right. Like that feels, there's a lot of baggage that people have of like, no, I just need to be here and get the job done. And I am For sure. a cog in the wheel. And even though they know they aren't and they know they don't want to be like, there's, there's some baggage and some like societal expectations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that flexibility is like, you know, not common at all, which is sad because people are dynamic and complex and they grow and change. And it is actually, like, I, I think it matters because I like people. I also think it matters because it makes an effective business or an organization, <laughs> right. right? Like, if people are doing what they're passionate about, and that doesn't just mean your mission. Like, your mission matters as an organization. But, like, within that, there are, like, submissions that people are really passionate about. Mm. And if you can, like, unlock that in people and connect them to something that, they will they will want to think about outside of work like just cuz they're excited about it like yeah. talk to their friends about it and like bring fresh new perspectives and like you're going to run a better organization you're yeah. going to make a bigger impact on your overall mission yeah it's powerful i loved what you said too about voices being heard because a lot of what i heard while you were talking about that was the value that you put in someone right you saw that it wasn't value of um 
an employee or team member, it was truly the value of a human being. And so the, the safety of just even that kind of shift in perspective allows, let me, you know, how do we find a way to help you be the best version of you? Because the best version of you is what our team really needs, regardless of what seat you happen to be in. And I mean, clearly, if the best version of you, it might mean outside of the organization, but it still is like the, the heart of value for that other person allows for the safety of that conversation. So yeah. the voices to be heard. I mean, so many social enterprises are out there are about, um, you know, helping the marginalized and, and yeah. they need to amplify the voices that are not able to be heard. So I just really appreciate that value. Yeah. So, you know, where do people begin? Um, is there a place that people can plug in to get started? Sure. Is there a free kind of assessment yep. that people can do? Yep. Anyone can come on and start a free trial. You can come on, you go to cloverleaf.me and sign up for a free account and you can just take your own free assessments and get to know yourself better. Or you can sign up for a free account, invite your team in, experience automated coaching, emailing you these tips like Dave got on Lauren and uh, check it out. See if it's helpful and valuable to your team and creates epiphanies where you can really start to cater your days and the days of the people you work with to what is actually going to be energizing and not exhausting. Super cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, awesome. Definitely check it out. Um, Christian, it's been so wonderful to talk to you. You are clearly passionate about what you do. And that's, um, that's really awesome and exciting. And it, it, it shows, it definitely shows. So we just really appreciate having you on the podcast to come and share with us about yourself and Cloverleaf and the awesome work you're doing. Thank you so much for having me.